This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Profitability Movement. Google Profitability-Movement to join this community of business owners focused on building profit, increasing wealth, and giving back. Thank you for joining us. First, Happy New Year. I hope this year is productive and profitable for you. And you build wealth, too. Here's how we will help your business and you today. Let's start 2022 off on the right foot. Here are six cash flow mistakes that I hope you avoid this year. Number one, you think that you can lose money on maintenance and make it up on service or replacement. I see so many contractors who tell me or I hear or write to me or whatever, and they say, I don't have to make money on maintenance. Well, that's true. You don't have to make money, but you have to at least break even. And to me, breaking even is a minimum of $5 net profit per hour, which is for all intents and purposes, breaking even. Okay. But they have this misconception that, okay, I can lose money on maintenance and I'll make it up somewhere else. Yeah, right. <clears throat> so if you ha- let's take the example, you have a thousand maintenance agreements and you lose $10 on each one. Okay. Thousand times 10 dollars is ten thousand dollar loss that you have all right i can make up the ten thousand well it's not the ten thousand dollars it's the revenues you have to generate to replace that ten thousand dollar loss so let's assume you normally earn an eight percent net operating profit so you have to generate ten thousand divided by eight percent or one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars in revenue just to make up for that loss of $10,000. So it's not the 10,000, it's the revenue that you have to generate to make up for that $10,000 loss. And the reality is that's just quote unquote break even. You're at zero at that point. So, you know, 125 and $1, you're going to make a little bit of profit. You know, minuscule, but you'll make some. It's the same as we talk about with other cash flow. If you find somebody stealing from you, it's not how much they stole, it's how much they stole divided by what your <clears throat> net operating profit is. So that's how much revenue you have to generate to make up for what they stole. Same thing here. All right. You want no segment of your business ever to plan to make a loss. If you are, why are you doing it? It's not exactly the way you want to go. All right. So you have to at least break even on your maintenance and then you're fine. $5 net profit per hour is not a bad deal for maintenance. All right. So that's number one. Number two, you don't have the proper cash handling procedures in place. All right. It's my opinion that 99.9% of the world is honest. And the remaining 1% are those embezzlers who get a thrill, perverse as it is, a thrill out of seeing what they can steal from you. It's a game to them. They don't need the money as a general rule. But let's take the 99.9%. They're honest until sometimes something happens to them where they need cash their kid gets sick or they're going through a divorce or something is going on that they absolutely need money for and you are so loose in your procedures that you don't pay attention. 
and they they think, okay, well, I'll take it this time and I'll and I'll put it back. They may or may not. They might find nobody found out about it. And so, hmm, well, maybe I'll take a little more next time. And that's how it gets started with what I call the people who are the 99% of the world who are honest. Something happens and they do something that they know is morally and ethically wrong. So what you want to make sure is you have proper cash handling procedures in place. Number one of these, the bookkeeper does not sign checks ever unless it's your wife or a trust. I mean, you know, your sister, your brother, your you know, or uncle or family member or something like that. If I were a bookkeeper and I, <clears throat> I wouldn't want to sign checks because if something ever happened and we couldn't pay our payroll taxes for whatever reason, the IRS comes after everybody who is check signing and has check signing authority. So she would be part of the people that they would go after to get the money back. They don't care. So she doesn't have check signing authority. They can't go after her. But if she has check signing authority, you've basically told her she can write any check she wants. So if she decides to write a check to herself for $100 every week and you never look at your bank statement, then it's okay because you've given her authority to write a check to anybody she wants. All right. So do bookkeepers do not sign checks. Number one. Number two, owners or senior managers are the only ones who can add vendors to your software program. This prohibits somebody say, all right, you have ABC and ABC Inc. and ABC Company and ABC Corp. Well, ABC Inc. might be your true vendor, but ABC Company might be the company that your bookkeeper adds to your vendor list. And little checks go to ABC Company all the time. Over a period of time, if it's not caught, it adds up to a lot of money. So bookkeepers should not have the ability to add vendors. Only owners, senior managers, whomever, should be the ones to add vendors. Number three, the person who opens the mail does not make bank deposits. All right. This is a separation of duty that just is common sense. All right. If you're opening the mail, you can and you're making the bank deposit, a check can disappear pretty easily. And sometimes it does. Now, I also had a situation where, no joke, the um, <clears throat> this, the receptionist was the one who opened the mail and, and things like that. And she stamped the mail immediately, the checks immediately for deposit only. And for whatever reason, she left the checks out and went to the ladies' room. While she, while she was gone, somebody walked into the office. It was perfect timing for this thief saw the checks on the desk and took them and walked out. And you, you wouldn't imagine that this could ever happen, but it absolutely did. You know, it's almost like saying you'll never win the lottery. Well, every once in a blue moon, somebody does win the lottery. Same deal here, here although it was a bad lottery. And so they, you know, the checks that were stamped for deposit only already, obviously it's really hard to cash those. But the ones who were not stamped yet, guess what? It was pretty easy for them to get those checks cashed. So not only does the person who opened the mail doesn't make the bank deposits, 
if they are opening the mail and putting a stamp for deposit only and the account number on the checks. If they leave for any reason, they put the checks away or under lock and key or whatever else it is. And the fourth thing with relationship to cash flow procedures, which is really, really, really important, is to send your bank statements home. This is the first line of defense in making sure that you keep the honest people honest. If they know you are looking at the bank statements and they know you are looking at your checking account every single day from your um, wherever you are in the office at home on vacation, whatever, the likelihood of them being able to slip a check in or an ACH out or something along those lines becomes less and less and less because you're opening the bank statements first. You're also finding out which checks bounced, which loan payments were late and things along those lines. So number one was you think that you can lose money on maintenance and make it up on service or replacement. And number two is you don't have the proper cash handling procedures in place. When we get back from break, I'll give you the other four cash flow mistakes that can kill your business in 2022. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. If you want all of your employees to do the things the way you want them to, you have to have clear procedures they can follow. Hate writing? Prefer to be doing things that generate revenue for your company? Then invest in one of my proven operations manuals, best practices that I've developed over 35 plus years to increase revenues and profits, and of course, build wealth. There are manuals for small companies with less than $750,000 in revenue and larger residential, commercial, and plumbing companies. There are also manuals for service managers, dispatchers, and installation managers. As Jim Maltman, owner of Four Seasons in Kingsville, Texas said, everything is in the manual. Now, whenever anyone asks me how to do something, I just point to the manual. It is dog-eared and tabbed. And Ricky Martin, owner of Martin Heating and Air said, I purchased your operations manual last year and have seen a significant difference in our operations since then. Don't waste your time trying to write a manual. Use my proven procedures. Go to www.hvacchannel.tv or call us at 770-729-0258 for the details on each manual. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. This session talks about the six cash flow mistakes that can kill your business. Before the break, I gave you number one and number two, which are you think you can lose money on maintenance and make it up on service or replacement. And number two was you don't have the proper cash handling procedures in place. Number three actually drives me crazy. You did really, really, really well in 2021, as most contractors did. And you have this huge tax bill. And you go to your CPA and you say, well, what can I do about this huge tax bill? And your CPA says, go buy this and go buy this and go buy this and we can write it all off. Well, your CPAs don't have to worry about January, February, and March, which are generally the slowest months of the year for most contractors. So you spend a ton of money at the end of 2021, and you don't have enough cash saved up to cover you through the slower months of 2022, and you end up in this huge cash flow problem. All right? So it doesn't make sense to me. Figure out a way that you can do some things. Yes, you may end up paying more taxes this year. Maybe you give a bonus to your employees. You know, there's lots of different ways to do it legally, ethically, 
And, you know, if you can do it personally, that's terrific because you can always loan the company the money back. But buying assets sometimes makes sense and sometimes it doesn't just to save money on taxes. That's something that you as an owner have to make a decision upon. But don't go out and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on trucks or whatever, which can be depreciated to save money on taxes if you need the hundreds of thousands of dollars to fund operations the first quarter of this year. Just be careful with it. All right, number four, <clears throat> another one of my favorite things. You go to the big boys toy story, boys toy store, sorry, or the big girls toy store because you had a great year in 2021, all right? So you had this really great year and you want to reward yourself. First of all, I have nothing against rewarding yourself. It's just be careful about how you reward yourself. Same thing about spending too much cash. It's just like the CPA says, buy all this assets. Well, your reward is this boat or this extra truck or this piece of jewelry or da 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 All right. It is okay to reward yourself. Just make sure that it will not kill your cash flow in the first quarter of 2022 or it's money that you had saved up for rainy day or something along those lines. Reward yourself, have fun, pat yourselves on the back for great years, reward your employees and give them a piece of it because they also helps you have that great year. But don't go to the big boys or big girls toy store. Doesn't work really well in the long term. Number five, you're not your own bank. And what do I mean by this? You've got to save money. I've seen bankers put contractors out of business, and I'm sorry if there are bankers listening to this. I've seen it with my own eyes where bankers, where the management philosophy of the banks have changed or they get sold and the new owners don't like construction loans, and they call all the loans in February when your line of credit is a million dollars or something along those lines. You know, they'll take your assets, they'll take your property, whatever else it is. So make sure that you're your own bank i.e. build your maintenance program, save the money. It's important to do that. So if you say to me, well, Ruth, you know, I can't save all of my maintenance money. Can you save 50% of it? Can you save 10% of it? Put some of it away because in all reality, if Mrs. Jones pays you up front residentially, it's not your money until you actually do the work. So it should go into a savings account. And then if you need the money as you do the work, fine, take it out then. For those of you who are doing commercial, then you want to save 5% of the revenues that are coming in the door, all right? You will sleep better at night. You will know you have enough cash to solve any crisis. You know, we've talked about how much cash you need in the past, and I'll quickly go through it. It's three months of payroll in your busiest month, i.e. take your busiest month payroll, multiply by three, and take your busiest month's overhead and multiply it by six. Add the two together, and that is a reasonable amount of cash to have in your check. You're in a savings account, hopefully, rather than a checking account at all times. All right? So please, 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 if you're not doing that in 2022, start doing it. And this is how you start doing it is with number six. Put away a dollar, 1% of every dollar that comes in the door in a savings account. So if you're not doing that, that can put you out of business too. And it's actually a corollary to being your own bank. 
You know, if you don't put all your maintenance money away, you can still put 1% away. Think about it this way. If you get a check for $1,000, 1% of $1,000 is 10 bucks. You still have $990 to operate with, do the things you need to do for your business with. That $10 is really and truly not going to be missed from an operational perspective. So it going into the savings account is good. <clears throat> the next thousand, another $10. And now you have $20 in your savings account. And you can very easily and very slowly build up your savings account. Maintenance agreement money, you may build it up quicker. Obviously, it's it can go faster. But do it. Make it a habit. Every Friday when you review your weekly cash flow report, see how much deposits were made, take 1% of it and transfer it into your savings account. All right. So those are the things that I do not want you to do in 2022. And I'm just going to quickly review them. Number one, don't assume that you can lose money on maintenance. You've got to at least break even on maintenance. And a corollary to that is if you have a maintenance plan that has two systems, the second system can't be half price because, quite frankly, you have to do the same thing on both systems. The only thing that's different is you don't have to travel. So if the second system is half price, you're losing money on that maintenance. So make sure if those of you who have maintenance agreements where the first first system is like 180 and the second system is 90, raise your rates on that second system. It's really important. You're not supposed to lose money on maintenance. Number two is you don't have the proper cash handling procedures in place. And I talked about bookkeepers don't sign checks. Owners or senior managers are the only ones who can add vendors to your software program person who opens the mail does not make bank deposits and sending your bank statements home. Number three, your CPA told you to spend cash in December and you don't have cash saved. Number four, you go to the big boys or big girls toy store when you had a great year and take the cash out of your business when you need it for the fourth quarter, or excuse me, for the first quarter. Number five, you're not your own bank. Please save money. And number six, not putting 1% of every dollar that comes in the door in a savings account. All right. Now that I've revealed these, I know you're not going to do them. Correct? Correct. All right. If you are, you can start making some of the changes immediately. You can start putting 1% away. And I promise you it does add up. Just don't touch it. So thank you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.